So our text today is in Matthew chapter 13, and we'll begin our reading in verse 18. And we're only going to read um, really just 18 and 19, although we could read the whole text, a familiar text. I'll make, make comment about one other verse, depending on how far we get in our thoughts today. But uh, you know this text of the parable of the sower and the soil that is being is receiving um, the seed. And um, I'm trying to think and do thing, two things at once here. And um, so often our Lord did this. Often our Lord would tell a parable in public. And maybe it didn't make a lot of sense to those in public. Even his disciples would question things. But then in private, he would he would clarify it and um, he would explain it. And he gives, uh, in this text, four types of ground and really the results, the four results. And the there's the first one is on the road. And, um, you know, there's, there's no root there. The birds get it, you know, this type of thing. So we think of it as, a, as the hard ground. And we often think of it maybe just, just like somebody's hard heart that the seed kind of hits and bounce off. But in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 18 says this, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. So, and we're gonna—I'm just gonna pause there because there's a there's a couple of words there that I was drawn to here in my meditation in the last couple of days. And then something I heard in a podcast yesterday that just kind of put a highlight on it. Uh, this really has often been approached as seed that kind of the influence just kind of, there's such a hard headedness to the recipient that the that the seed just kind of bounces off. Um, but really, there's a reception of the seed. Um, it's not just being deflected by the heart. There is a hearing of the word in verse 19. And it, the word is being sown in the heart. So it's actually reaching the heart. The phrase that really captured my attention was, in the middle of those two, in verse 19, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. Then when the wicked ones, that phrase, and understandeth it not, and I was drawn to some things that I've been thinking about recently, about our culture, and about maybe even um, the culture of revivals in the past, where it seemed like there was a an easier easier transition from unbelief to faith, to where there was an understanding of I'm a sinner and I need Christ. And uh, and even right now, I'm hearing of various places in the world where there is sermons that are preached. And I'm thinking specifically of Africa, where sermons that are being preached and many are trusting Christ as Savior. Uh, 
Well, we're, we don't see that a lot in other places, but there were years ago, maybe 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we did see that. And we do know that there has been a transition in our culture to where there's not a Judeo-Christian worldview or ethic and and um, there's a pluralism and a multiculturalism. And, and uh, even if you say to people, and I'm specifically in my mind, I'll often go to New York City, but I spe- if you talk about to the, uh, address this to people on the street somewhere and you say, well, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Uh, they think of that as a very arrogant statement. Just very, who are you to think that you have the only way to God? But yet in other places in the culture and other places in the world, that just makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and there's really an ease. And I'm, I'm look at this word and understandeth it not. And I went back and I know I've commented on this many, several times. I don't know about many times, but several times about uh, the fellow that uh, that I that I know who's in Nicaragua and he was in the military, ended up being a drug addict, drug addict and an alcoholic and and um, ended up just being overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the only thing that came to his mind was the words of his mother growing up. He said, every day, my mom would quote Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to us. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. And uh, he said, uh, I often got tired of her saying that. But when God, as an adult, worked on my heart, those things came back to mind. And I just said, God, I need to trust you. And lack of knowing exactly how to approach this is there was an understanding there was a sudden work of the Holy Spirit that brought understanding to a dark heart. And um, if we're praying for gospel advance, we're praying for revival. I don't know that we're always talking about people that are necessarily hostile to God or even hostile to us, but there's not understanding. Either there's a cultural darkness or there's a spiritual darkness, obviously, if they're uh, unbelievers or not followers of Christ. But um, I, I would just love for there, as we pray for Reed Platner and we pray for um, wayward children and we pray for unsaved spouses. And um, could we be praying for an understanding heart that they would understand it? that there would be an aha moment, that there would be, ah, that's what dad was talking about. I never saw it before. And frankly, that's my testimony. I mean, I was raised in a great Christian home, godly parents, thinking I was a believer. But it wasn't until I was a freshman at Bob Jones University in 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 evangelistic, um, they were teaching us how to be evangelistic. Is before Christmas and before they sent us home, we were brought into the auditorium and we were taught how to lead somebody to Christ. And I realized, I mean, I realized I was sitting in the balcony of the auditorium and I'm not, and I could just remember where I was sitting and it just dawned on me. I'm not a believer. Well, I just had a sudden Holy Spirit born 
understanding that I was lost. And maybe as we praying, we're praying for awakening, I just love these two words. I mean, and understandeth it not in his heart. Um, could we pray even today that in our services tomorrow and in our unbelieving family members and loved ones and friends' hearts that are outside of Christ, God, would you bring understanding to their heart? God, would you awaken their heart to this? And maybe even allow us to speak in ways that are understandable to them. <laughs> it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but uh, a darkened heart doesn't understand what the word regeneration means. Maybe they, they may not understand what even the word salvation means. These are maybe Christian lingo things. And God, would you help us to understand, to be able to speak with speech that is understood? Um. The contrast of this is in verse 23 of Matthew 13, where the scripture says, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit. So there's an understanding that led to then repentance and salvation. So I just, uh, this is nothing new, but I've been burdened to pray for understanding. I've been burdened to pray that those that we know that need Christ and maybe even in large degree, large numbers, God, would there be a manifestation of spiritual understanding that would come to a city or to a region or to a government? God, would you bring spiritual awakening, understanding I need Christ and then run to Christ. So um, maybe we could pray for understanding, I guess is where I'm headed with this. Let's pray for understanding. And if you think about it, and I'll close with this, um, what we're doing, and I didn't look recently to see what day we're on, but I don't think we've reached 900 days yet, but we're probably getting fairly close to that. Um, we're doing a lot of gardening right now. We're doing a lot of plowing. We're praying for the harvest, but... Um, before, before there's a picking of fruit, there's a lot of sunshine that has to happen, and there's a lot of plant seed planting that has to happen, a lot of weed pulling that has to happen, and a lot of uh, cultivating that has to happen. And if we think of it in a percentage, there's probably a far more amount of gardening that goes, or maybe we would say um, farming, that goes on before harvest, even though the harvest is part of the farming. And may we not grow weary in well-doing. May we understand that should God choose to send revival, um, maybe, maybe he's honoring the farming and the plowing and the watering and the sun and the nutrients that are going in so that there is a harvest someday. And we can be praying for that harvest, a harvest of understanding. And uh, so let's let's enjoy the the plowing as we plow in prayer even together. <laughs>